This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's football time. Ball, broken bones, cheerleaders, hot dogs, mascots, I miss my mommy. Are you ready for football? It's time to tailgate. Mascots are stupid. Time to break some bones. Touchdown. Corey Mann. Or is he a man? Maybe he's just a boy crying to his mother. Chuck Freebie. Is it really free? He gets a paycheck. Sports Yak with Corey Mann and somebody named Fremont or Freebie. Download wherever you download podcasts. That's kind of stupid. Where else would you go? Welcome to episode 130 of the Sports Yak podcast, Chuck. It is the Noodles Han episode. Yes, I said Noodles Han. Left-hander for the Cincinnati Reds at the turn of the century. He got the nickname because he would carry his father's lunch to him, and his father was a big fan of noodle soup. Henceforth, he was Noodles Han. He threw 375 innings in 1901 through 42 complete games that season precocious young man at the age of 23 realized hey this baseball thing's not going to go forever so he enrolled in the cincinnati veterinary college and wound up after his career was over becoming a veterinary inspector for the u.s government however he would continue to pitch batting practice for the cincinnati reds until he was 68 years old. Wow. Noodles Han. The Wrath of Han. I love that one. What's up, Noodles? <laughs> College AP poll is out, as well as the high school AP poll. What do you want to do? Well, let's start with the college one. Okay. Uh, no surprise, the Clemson and Alabama go 1-2, Georgia's 3, Oklahoma's 4. So the writers and sportscasters believe that will be your playoff foursome. 
Little surprise that Michigan comes in ahead of Notre Dame. Michigan number seven, Notre Dame number nine. Both teams with uh, some flaws going into the season, but both expected to do well. Michigan State at number 18. I think if you look at Michigan, what the flaw is, is the fact that you know they don't have a proven record of beating anybody that's all that good, and they have some good teams on their schedule this year. Notre Dame and Ohio State standing out. Uh, the Irish, we've talked about their flaws, particularly at the linebacker position. That is a big question mark for them. And now with the injury to Michael Young confirmed, the broken collarbone and the broken collarbone for Cole Komet, do the Irish have enough pass game weapons for Ian Book when they go up against the Georges, the Michigans, the Stanfords? Notre Dame with a challenging road schedule this year. I think you can probably pencil in both teams for 10 wins, but I'm not sure about that. Jessica Smetana works at Sports Illustrated, and she put together her top 25. Okay. One through 24. Every team should be looked at equally coming to a new season despite their previous season because the order of the top teams is irrelevant. Then in at number 25, Michigan. Well, I mean, I understand Jessica's trying to be cute there and everything, but... Oh, she is. The fact of the matter is, Clemson and Alabama right now seem to stand out above everybody else. Now, I personally think Georgia's going to be pretty good, but they've got some questions in their passing game. Uh, Does Jake Fromm have enough people to throw to? So that's why that game on September 21st between the Hedges down in Athens really looms large on the Irish schedule. I think most people expect Notre Dame to handle Louisville on Labor Day night, certainly beat New Mexico in the home opener. So you would expect a, a 2-0 and and relatively untested Irish team to be rolling into Athens. It would be nice to be rolling in at full strength. I don't think that's going to be the case. High school poll. High school poll came out yesterday. Penn is number six in class 6A. Carmel ranked number one, and understandably so. Uh, In Class 5A, you've got Michigan City at number four. Valparaiso is seventh, and Mishawaka eighth. I know Keith Kinder is going to tell you Mishawaka is overrated at number eight. We'll find out as the season goes along. I think a lot of that is based on how Mishawaka did last year, but they lost their quarterback in Sam Shively and their running back in Chris Harness. It doesn't mean that they can't fill those voids, They've got a lot of experience on the offensive line. I think defensively, the the cavemen will be better than what they were last year. 4A, Northwood is fifth, New Prairie sixth. Again, I think a lot of this is on reputation. Northwood's got a lot of changes to make. Of course, they lose Bronson Yoder, who's now at William & Mary. Uh, They'll be running a lot of wing tee. They've got an interesting game against Jimtown in the season opener, and I think you'll learn something about Northwood. I do know Northwood's defensive line got shoved around a little bit by Elkhart Central last week in the scrimmage, and that has to be a concern for the people down in Wakarusa and Napanee. New Prairie has an experienced quarterback back in Chase Ketterer, a good test in Laporte in the season opener, there are some rumors going around that Jeremy Lowry, the new coach at Laporte, has had to suspend some people this week. Uh, we'll see how that affects the Slicers as they go into that season opening game with New Prairie. And then Marion is ranked number six in 3A. Again, Marion playing in a very tough Northern Indiana Conference, but they do have the luxury of playing in the Southern Division of that conference. 
uh, where you've got teams like Bremen and Clay and John Glenn who have not been as strong over the years. So we'll see how Michael Davidson and the Knights fare. I know one concern for Mike Davidson is that their early season schedule does not exactly prepare them for the test in week three with St. Joe. So we'll we'll see if that concern is valid or not. The Knights do play St. Joe at home in week three, and that'll be one of our games on the 46th game of the week schedule this year. I'd like to put you on the spot. Uh, speaking of polls, the Chuck Freebie Coaches Poll, top three high school coaches in the Michiana area that you think have done a good job or are doing a good job? Well, let, let's let break this up into veterans and newer coaches. Okay. Okay. If I look at the veterans right now, I, w- I think you would have to say uh, you've got a guy like Russ Radke over at New Prairie who has gone from program to program and done a very solid job everywhere he's stop. gone. Same with Bart Curtis at Warsaw. I mean, Bart Curtis has gone to Warsaw and instantly rejuvenated a Tiger football program that had really kind of been stale over the last 10, 15 years. So but those are different kind of coaches. And then you got coaches who stay in one place and do a really good job. And Corey Yeoman, I know Penn went 8-3 and three last year, and by Penn standards, that's not so good. And, and Penn has more bodies to throw at the program than a lot of schools in the NIC. We'll know a lot about Penn after their first four games. They play Valparaiso, team beat them in the sectional last year. Mm-hmm. They play Laporte. They play Homewood Flossmore, a perennial power in Illinois, and they play Cincinnati St. Xavier, who some might argue could be the best team in the Midwest. So you're going to play those four games. You're going to know a lot about your team before you go to the NIC schedule. Is it Penn's fault that the rest of the NIC sometimes has not come up and met them in terms of level of play? I don't think so. Now, last year, Mishawaka beat Penn at Penn. Kudos to Mishawaka. That's a heck of a job by them. But I think of those three veteran coaches, Bart Curtis, Russ Radke, Corey Yeoman, all three of them do a great, solid job, have good staffs around them, rely heavily on their staffs, but give leadership to their programs. If you're going to talk about uh, newer coaches, and uh, I think Jarvis Edison has done a nice job at Riley. I mean, Riley has had back-to-back winning seasons uh, for the first time in 25 years. They could very, you can conceive of them getting a three-peat in that this year, a third straight winning season. Again, it's been 25 years since that's happened. I like the job that Jarvis has done at South Bend Riley, and He's helping get his kids into colleges. Uh, I'm always intrigued by Josh Shattuck over at Elkhart Central. Now, maybe that's my alma mater bias playing into that. But he took over a program that has had one winning season this decade. He went 4-6 and six his first year, went 6-6 six and six last year. They closed the gap competitively. It's not enough for him, as we're going to hear uh, from Josh here in a moment. Uh, he wants something more for his program in the final year of being Elkhart Central. Uh, let's see, some other, you know, guys that don't get enough credit, I, I take a look at a guy like Will Hostrosser at LaVille. Uh, LaVille's a program, they toil in Class 1A or 2A, they don't get a lot of credit. 
Uh, but Will has put together solid seasons there. You're limited in your numbers, and yet year after year, he is able to compete in that Hoosier North Athletic Conference. I think John Hendricks has done a nice job at Knox. Another guy, he's more of a veteran guy, uh, but he's come in and kind of set some standards there, and the kids have 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 met them. So I see a lot of good coaches, and, and, and that's the beauty of picking when you're doing the game of the week and trying to pick the best game every week, you're going to see the good teams that are around. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Nate Andrews at Northwood. Uh, Northwood football was nothing special uh, before Nate Andrews got there. They had had great years under his dad, Jim Andrews. Rich Dodson had taken the helm of the program, led them to a state title. Then it took a, then it took a dip. It, it dropped off somewhat under Scott Hoover. And Nate Andrews has gone back in there and rejuvenated the program. I think he's 46 and 15 in his six years there. That's pretty impressive. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Sports Yak welcomes Mark Martell and the ultimate queen celebration to the Silver Creek Event Center at Four Winds in New Buffalo, Michigan, Saturday night, September 7th. Chuck and Corey are big Queen fans and even bigger Mark Martell fans. So let's put you in the audience that night. Win two tickets to the show. Simply drop us an email at the sports yak with two K's at gmail.com. In the subject line, put Queen. Enter as often as you'd like. No purchase necessary. Winner announced Friday, August 30th. Mark Martell's vocals will blow your mind. And all your favorite Queen songs performed to perfection. Activate your name today with an email to the Sports Yak. Sports Yak with two K's at gmail.com. Chuck has talked to a handful of players and coaches this past week. Let's start at Concord. Okay, Craig Kaler is the head coach at Concord. Uh, they were a team that had about a 500 season last year, but they did win a sectional. They've got a veteran quarterback coming back in Ethan Kane, but some inexperience up on the front line. So I asked Craig Kaler what his expectations are for the 2019 Minutemen. I think we'll be poised. I like the way our team is, uh, I don't know, we just have a good feel. It's been a good It's been a good three weeks, um, well, two and a half weeks. We've practiced well. We haven't really had a bad day at practice yet. Um, our seniors have done a really good job of leading our team. Uh, I can't tell you how many wins and losses we're going to have. I like the direction of our team. We have some deficiencies. We, we are not we are not a uh, we are a flawed team. We have some spots, just like everyone does. Um, but I like in those areas we've improved, and, I, and obviously you hope um, by the end of the year you're better in those areas. They open up against St. Joe on Friday night. That should be a very interesting ball game at Father Bly Field. Also, while I was in Elkhart County, I had a chance to talk to Josh Shattuck, the head coach at Elkhart Central. They also went 6-6 six and six last year, lost to Concord in the sectional championship game. Sean Holman is returning along the line of scrimmage as an all-conference player, and I started off by asking Sean 
how he feels about this year's ball club. I think we're very confident. We had a great offseason. Everyone got a lot of gains in. And I think we just came together more than last year. Last year, people weren't showing up to practice during sectionals, and it kind of hurt us in the end, and it showed. At the end of the day, we did close the gap down. We played a lot better football than we did in 2017, but we didn't accomplish any of our goals other than to win the city. Um, we were able to have a great week one showing last year, win the city championship, um, but we fell short of all of our other goals. Uh, so it was very frustrating. So this year, our expectations are city, uh, conference, and sectional. Um, and the, the, there's no, it's black and white. And we have a, a unbelievable opportunity in week one to achieve our first goal. Um, and so our expectations are high. And we understand what we have to go through in order to accomplish those goals. Of course, it's Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial playing for the Mangy Lion Friday night. That's our 46 game of the week. You can see the game live on the 46 Sports Facebook page at 7 and on TV 46 Friday night at 11, Saturday morning at 9. Let's come into St. Joe County. There's a lot of talk about Ira Armstead, the quarterback for the Adams Eagles. I got a chance to see Armstead in action Friday night at the scrimmage. And then afterwards, I talked to both Ira, he will be second on this, and head coach Antoine Jones about the expectations for the Eagles in 2019. Exciting. And why do you say that? Because we got some dudes out there that can make some things happen. And we got a guy here whose uh, name has been mentioned uh, for Mr. Football. And now it's his opportunity to have them start talking about it for Mr. Football. Expectations for the season? Hi. You know, uh, we the atmosphere is completely different. And the kids are fun to be around. We, we changed things around with staff, brought in some new members of the staff. And uh, we're getting after people. And... Uh, the kids are getting after it, and it's going to be fun. Hey, I'm fighting for those guys in our room. It's all about them for me, you know. Trying to get them, you know, out of South Bend to a college, something like that. So we're we're working really hard right now, and I'm, I'm ready. The team that Adam scrimmaged on Friday night was John Glenn. Now, John Glenn has only won four games in the first two years under Austin Faust. So I wasn't really sure what to expect from Austin when I asked him about the 2019 season. But, man, he's bubbling with optimism about the boys down there in Walkerton. Uh, you know, we're, we're expecting big things here. Um, we got 15 seniors that have, have played, you know, three, four years for us. And, and you know, we've kind of told them, hey, now's the time. You know, we, we got opportunities here to do something that maybe some Glenn teams haven't done, the NIC. And we feel like um, with their leadership and with the young guys that we got coming along that, you know, we could have a breakout season. So that's a little bit of the preview of high school football. We will talk more Friday as we preview the games that are coming up on Friday night. But a very exciting time of year as we get ready for week one of the season. How are ticket sales in Elkhart? They're very good. I mean, the pre-sale for this, Josh Shattuck told me yesterday, they have sold more in pre-sale than they typically have show up for one of their regular season games. And here's been the problem in Elkhart year in and year out. Elkhart Memorial plays Elkhart Central, and they've done it now this way for the last, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years. They play them first game of the season, and everybody comes out for the first game of the season. Everybody's fired up, and they come watch the game. And then where is everybody week two, week three, as the season goes on? Uh, the excitement. Now, granted, part of, the, part of the reason for that is the product on the field has not been that great in the city with an elk over the last decade. Both Memorial and Central have just one winning season over the last 10 years. So you can't just say to the people, hey, you need to show up. You got to give them a reason to show up. You got to put a good product on the field. 
That said, I still would like to see more support in the stands for these high school football games than what you're seeing at either Central or Memorial. This is Don Fisher, voice of Indiana football. Catch every Hoosier football game on 103.1 Pulse FM. Now back to Sports Jack. Tell me about this Jalen Smith character. Jalen Smith was a star player at Bishop Lures High School in Fort Wayne. He matriculated to the University of Notre Dame, and he was a star. Many people expected him to be a high first-round draft choice in the 2017 draft, or excuse me, the 2016 draft. And then Jalen Smith racked up his knee in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Day of 2016, and it cost Jalen Smith physically, it cost him in the draft. It cost him financially. He dropped to the second round, and Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys decided to take a chance on Jalen Smith because nobody knew for sure how well Jalen Smith would recover. This was not your standard knee injury. There was nerve damage involved the whole bit. It took him more than a year to recover from this knee injury. But Jalen Smith worked hard stayed optimistic, stayed positive, and came back and has started the last 22 games at middle linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys and flies all over the field and makes tackles. Then Jalen Smith this past spring came back, took a boatload of courses to finish his Notre Dame degree and graduated in May. Jerry Jones is so high on Jalen Smith and believes in him so much, and Jalen Smith has expressed his appreciation for the belief that Jerry Jones has had in him. And Jalen Smith has said publicly he wants to only play for the Dallas Cowboys in his NFL career. Based on the contract that Jerry Jones gave him yesterday, I would say that's a likely possibility. Five years, $64 million dollars, $35.6 million of it guaranteed. He is the third highest paid inside linebacker in the National Football League. Jalen Smith is about as nice a kid as you're ever going to meet. And he's extremely talented and has worked his butt off to get back into the kind of shape that he has to be in to play in the NFL. So I I think that's a feel-good story on both sides. Good for Jerry Jones for, A, believing in the kid enough to take a chance on him, and then rewarding him when he played well. And good for Jalen Smith for all the work that he has put in. Giants visit the north side of Chicago last night. Anthony Rizzo has suddenly found his power stroke again. I think he got it when he slid down that hill on cardboard (laughs) on Sunday at the Little League World Series. He hit an opposite field three-run homer that night on Sunday and then belted a pair of homers last night. Nicholas Castellanos continues to swing the power bat. He had a homer as well, and the Cubs beat the Giants 5-3. Cubs bullpen was very good last night behind Cole Hamels. And the Cubs, as we know, play exceptionally well at Wrigley Field. They are still a half game behind St. Louis in the race in the National League Central. They'll go again tonight at the friendly confines. Meanwhile, the South Bend Cubs find themselves in a pennant race as well. Buddy Bailey's team got a big win at Great Lakes last night. They won 4-3. Great Lakes has the best record. The Loons, Corey, have the best record in the Midwest League. And South Bend went into Midland, Michigan, and won three out of four this week. They have a two-game lead over Lansing for the wild card. And who's coming into four wins field in Kovaleski Stadium tonight? 
but the Lansing Lugnuts for a huge three-game series. Really, the onus is on Lansing. If South Bend can manage to win one of the three games, they'll still hold the wild card lead. You win two of them, you just about put the lug nuts back in the toolbox. White Sox lose, Detroit loses. Let's talk prep scene. Nothing new there. Yeah. Uh, On the prep scene, well, uh, we got a phone call with a prep result last night. Let's go to that phone call now. Hey, Corey, it's Matt Bixel calling Chuck may already have the details, but Marion Soccer, Marion played Bethany Christian, uh, the varsity boys, Bo Hunt, who you know, uh, his nephew Jackson Hunt is a freshman. He scored one goal, and the senior Michael Bauman for Marion scored the other goal. So the final score, 2-0. to zero. Marion over Bethany Christian. Thank you, and I'll continue to listen to your sports yak. Have a good day. Well, I appreciate Matt. I I got to know Matt when he was working at Lake City Bank. I think he might still be there for all I know, Uh, and I appreciate the result. Marion has uh, highly ranked boys and girls soccer teams. We have a number. I think uh, yesterday when I printed out the preseason polls, there's probably about 10 teams from the area ranked in the various top 20s of the high school soccer polls. And there were some good soccer games last night. Penn and Northridge, that was a top 20 showdown on the boys' side. Penn won it by a count of 3-2. You heard Hunt and Boffman with the goals last night for Marion in their win over Bethany. Both those teams are ranked. Uh, St. Joe got a nice 1-0 win at Elkhart Memorial last night on the boys' side. So we've got a lot of good boys' soccer teams around. And then on the volleyball scene, uh, Northridge survived a five-gamer last night with Lakeland, one three two Penn down Northwood, 3 nothing. But that's a little bit deceiving because the last two of those games, I think, were both 25-23. So some, some good talent in uh, what are nom- normally called the Olympic sports around here, soccer, volleyball. We'll try to keep an eye on those as the uh, seasons develop. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. This is Jimmy Shorts. Not gone. Sports Yak! As always on the show, we try to make it a little more than just sports. And by the way, thank you to those of you who uh, emailed or tweeted about the uh, the Chris Davis and Henry story that we yeah. aired in Monday's episode. I, I thought that was important to share, and I'm glad that a lot of you liked it as well. Uh, but pop culturally, what's going on besides Henry? I know for a fact that my brother-in-law will be tailgating before this Friday's Elkhart game. Yes, it's He's a big very deal. very excited. When it comes to tailgating, we've talked about this before early on when Sports Yak first started. Yes. What type of music you should be playing mm-hmm. that might go over well. I would like to put uh, in front of you an album that could play front to back maybe this Friday night. Really? Are you familiar with Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors? I've heard the name Drew Holcomb. I'm not familiar with all of his work. We've played his wife Ellie's music on Pulse FM. Yes. Drew has stopped by with his wife Ellie when they did a radio tour. I've been a fan for about five, six years of the music of Drew Holcomb. Okay. Got a new album out called Dragons. 
and it's just a great listen from front to back. Can I give you a little taste of a song called End of the World? Go ahead. Just a taste. Just a taste. Hey, it's the end of the world now. Haven't you heard some smoke come if you got them? Boys and girls, say goodbye to the past now. Raise up your glass and revel while it lasts. It's the end of the world. Sometimes I am afraid to die. My flesh and bones won't testify. My enemies and friends share the same residence. He's got that Americana, a little bit of Tom Petty, a little touch of Bruce Springsteen, you know. Yeah. I don't... I, trying to picture that at a tailgater, though. Oh, you got it in the background. You know, you, you, people are going to be talking about the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all excited about it. They're so not just, just sitting some, there listening to the music. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go greatest hits, you can do that. But he's just a good front to back. Singing in the kitchen. Running through the yard. Going on vacation on a credit card. Uh, kind of has a little bit of a Zach Brown band feel to it. Very good, Chuck Freebie. Very good. Great reference. I'm going to name drop on you. Okay. You've been known to do that in the past. Been a while. What are you coming with? Let's see if I can find it here. <laughs> I reached out to him on Friday night. I listened to it twice through. Okay. Had a rough day on Friday before the birthday weekend. Yeah. I said, Brother Holcomb, it's Brother Corey in South Bend. I've had a certain kind of day. More wasn't working. Lengthy chore list. And I turned 50 this weekend. Lots of swirling in my mind. Then I put on your new record. Got the mowing done with listen number one. Family dinner with listen number two. To which my 12-year-old said, isn't this the Christmas guy? He's got a Christmas record that we listen to quite the a bit. Christmas guy. <laughs> uh, congrats on a truly great batch of songs. Perfect for a humid summer night in Indiana. All the best to your wife. About 11 o'clock that night, he had got done with a show he was doing for the album release. Brother Corey, this is a really fun text to read. Honored that the music spoke to you on a certain kind of day. I hope the feeling, I know the feeling. Hope you stay well, brother. So he's a good guy. There you guy. go. Good guy. Swapping with the stars. Drew hey. Holcomb in the dra- <laughs> the dragons. Drew Holcomb in the neighbors, and the album's called Dragons. I know this is an audio podcast. We don't have video that goes along with it. You can all be thankful for that. However, I do have to ask: When do you get to take the Saran wrap off your forearm? Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it's looking pretty gross, isn't it? This is to protect this uh, new tattoo that you have mm-hmm. in living color Spider-Man. It's tattoo. called Second Skin. It's on your left forearm. Mm-hmm. Well. They can call it whatever they want. It looks like somebody just came with Grandma's saran wrap and, and covered it up. And it's stuck on there. I, you know, I still oh, shower. I, yeah. I'm sweating in the yard doing my chores. And, yeah. No, you, I mean, it used it's... To be, it used to be you had something wrapped around it the day you got it. And then the next day you start soaping it and then lubing it up. Soaping it up and lubing it up. I've not done anything yet. How many tattoos do you have now? One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven. You have seven tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, this one is pretty good size. This one covers basically your entire left forearm. Mm-hmm. Is there, are there plans for an eighth? Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that the plan, 
uh, probably coincides with, you know, you need a financial boost in order to get these. Mm-hmm. And uh, But where do you think you'll get the eighth? Uh, so I can do this. It'll so be on, on the, you'll get it on the right forearm. Yeah. I kind of go back and forth. Okay. So, like, this was my, this was the last, yeah, you know, no, you're right. I'm wrong on that one. This this was a year ago. Left up on my shoulder. Left shoulder. And I wanted something on my left arm here. On Wait, the side where the sun rarely hits. Do you remember getting your first tattoo? I do. Uh, what What prompted that? I uh, moved out of the house for the first time. I was on my own, independent. I met a girl that I liked, and uh, I wanted something that meant something to me. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was dealing with anger issues. Okay. And so the line was, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So you got the Hulk. So the Hulk is on my right shoulder. Okay. Which I'm also a fan of comic book-wise. Right. Right. Um, I can never picture me getting a tattoo. Nothing. Nothing. Like, nothing like... Uh, and it's not because I'm Jewish. It, it's just because... The Notre know, Dame Leprechaun. No. I, the I, N or the D. I just... No, no desire. None. None. Okay. So I, I would I would be curious, and maybe we need to run this poll on, on the Sportiac Twitter site. Okay. Are you a tattoo person? Tattoo or no tattoo? I would be curious to know... How many of our maniacs out there are tattoo people? Okay. I'll get it on the Twitter machine right after this. Because that's another area where you and I are just drastically different. Mm -hmm. Well, where are we the same, Chuck Freeby? I have no idea. All right. (laughs) (laughs) In in our appreciation of Noodles Han, I think we we share that. Mm -hmm. And on that note... Two contests for you to enter... Boy, David Yoder wants to win him some Brickyard tickets, but he's doing the right thing. He emails the sports yak with two Ks at gmail.com in the subject line Brickyard. Or maybe you want to go see Mark Martell and the Ultimate Queen experience in the subject line like Catania Cowgill Queen. We'll do that a week from this Friday, those giveaways. We look forward to drawing that a week from Friday. That will also be... I, I think we will do a big college football blowout that day because that'll be the first weekend. Purdue playing on Friday night, IU on Saturday, Notre Dame on Labor Day Monday. We won't have a show on Labor Day. Therefore, we'll try to cover it all a week from Friday. Until next time, sports fans. Ooga noodles, huh? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.